0: We are now recording, and this is out now with Aaron and Dave. But it's a special out now nights. Nights out now. <laughs> we the generally re- levels
1: are too high already. <laughs> we uh, we
0: re- review new movies weekly, <laughs> but we have these like they have these special bonus nights. Nights episodes where we go and do some uh, some more thoughts on, uh, on yeah. movies we've talked. about. It's actually about like or...
1: full on spoilers, but just I think there's more to what we discussed in the original review. Uh, so that's why we have these Nights nice episodes.
0: Well, in this case, you weren't around for our Solo in a Star Wars story episode, um, so I <laughs> wanted to get in, you know get into your thoughts on the film, but also just delve more into yeah, some specific things that happened that I didn't want to talk about during the main review, which was mostly spoiler-free. Um, sure. Which, then that episode, by the way, is available on iTunes now. and It's a lot of fun. It was a good episode. I was happy to record good episode. With Peter and yeah. Yancy on that one. Um, but now, Abe, you're actually here, so you can give some thoughts on Solo, and then we can get into some other things uh, for this little brief Nights Episode. Um, this is uh, night sixteen, by the way, for those keeping track. Night
1: sixteen. I don't know why. We, I don't. Am I supposed to do it every time you say the word night?
0: I, I'd like to see what you come up with when I say it.
1: <laughs> I like that. By the way, I, as the one that edited uh, the last episode, I'm fully aware of of uh, I guess what what you had said as well. So it becomes very interesting when when we get down to my thoughts.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. Good to know. Um, so, with all that in mind, let's talk more about Solo, and let's start off with your thoughts on the film. What do you think of Solo?
1: Sorry, there was a motorcycle running right past, so I had to mute it for a second there. Uh, the motorcycle Solo had legs? It, yeah. <laughs> it actually had, like, 16 of them. It was it was like a, a giant centipede, motorized. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> like, this is like some weird house-moving castle now. Um, Solo is... Um, see, I wanted to play a trick with you. Solo's just okay. Uh, I was gonna be like, oh, it's, it's the fucking best movie of the summer, baby! Uh, but it's okay. Like, it, it, I actually, when, it, when I was coming out of the theater, I was like, oh, hmm. So, you know how you have the expression, like, you specifically, Aaron Newerth, you have the expression of, well, that was a movie. That's kind of how I felt about this movie. I was like, oh, I guess that's a movie. And the reasons why I feel this way are uh, that it's, it has... No real like plot ideas of anything that is space operatic or you know, very super cool. You mentioned the train heist, which is probably the train heist, the, uh, the introduction of Woody Harrelson's character, and then also the um, robot rebellion are probably the, the most uh, interesting and fun things about the movie. I, I didn't really get a great sense of, you know, this is a whole lot of fun. Like I, it, it, you know, not every Star Wars movie has to have Star Wars or, or lightsabers, and I agree. But at the same time, like,
0: well, so far really they do, miss. so it <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah,
1: lightsabers, oh, I guess they did. At, at that point, I was just. I guess we'll go full spoilers, but uh, I'll I'll tease it for now. But it's like at that point, I was like, why would you even turn the lightsaber on? You know, <laughs> like there's no need to. You're a hologram right now. But uh, no, with the, all that though,
0: the, the, the need the need is because it's fan service. The movie that's that's why. <laughs> but go keep so it. Like,
1: even the fan service stuff. Like I, I saw these articles about fan service and people saying, oh, you know, it really, it's really giving you the Han Solo story. It's like I don't. I mean. The questions I had for myself, leaving the theater, were: If I were to uh, miss out on this movie, if I never had seen this movie, would I have missed anything about Han Solo's backstory? Well, the answer is no. No,
0: of course not, because he's been so, an iconic character for years without having said backstory.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, look, I'm all about you know these spinoff movies and whatever else, um, but at the same time, like you sort of brought it up in the in in your review, um, but I'll bring it up again because there were. I could definitely see where Phil Lord and Chris Miller would take this over and say, "Here's a really cool, fun story that is just bonkers." Like, it, it, because the world that we're creating hasn't really been created before uh, for for Han Solo. So here it is, and it's it's uh it's got a giant uh, queen you know uh, worm that comes out and is afraid of sunlight, um, and then it also has a uh, robot rebellion, and it also has. The introduction of uh, why Han Solo is so cool is because he's got this quote-unquote cool mentor, which as the movie progresses, Woody Harrelson's character becomes less and less interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I agree very, with you. Very,
0: very much so, yeah.
1: Because when he's first introduced, you're like it, – it's almost like uh, – it, it exactly reminded me of Indiana Jones 3 when um, – uh, Who's young Indy? Who's the actor? River Phoenix. Uh, River Phoenix sees the guy, you know, on the train and he's got the leather hat and he's got the whip and he's like, oh, well, this guy's actually kind of cool, but he's he's kind of a bad guy. And then you, you're introduced to Woody Harrelson in this movie by him, like being a badass. You know, he's, he's like double fisting guns and shooting like all these droids on the battlefield. And then later, he's just like, you know, he's just who he is. It's kind of anticlimactic the way that, uh, um, uh. All of his band of desperados are introduced and then kind of off on the screen. So on the whole, let me get back to the general thoughts. On the whole, it's, it's a movie. Like I, I don't think that there's really any like nutritional value to it in terms of the Star Wars universe or there's any nutritional value to it in terms of the Han Solo uh, backstory.
0: Well, yeah, because it answers questions that you weren't asking, um, which is...
1: Well, questions, what questions do they do they answer, though?
0: Well, the, the, I mean, ones you weren't asking, such as, how did he get his hol- his last name, which is something no one ever asks, because his name yeah, is just that's Han Solo. true. Or, yeah. how did he get his blaster? Or, how did he get the Millennium Falcon? What does the Kessel run? These are just things that I was happy to have the details I already had in Star Wars, the movie, yeah. from 1977. Um, but now they've answered all these questions, like, all right, this... Doesn't give me too much, you know, that I was mulling over in my mind of what could possibly be necessary to know about the exact origin of the name Solo, but.
1: There you well, have Again, it. you guys brought it up too, but that's a that was a weak like writing moment. It's like this is this is a dumb way to just give him the last name solo.
0: That kind that kind of moment reminds me of like what Joss Whedon said about X Men with the line that Halle Berry gives to Toad, where he's like, "What happens when you electrocute the Toad? <laughs> the same thing. Everything happens to everything else." And it's like I'm sure there's some way where the the Kasdans wrote it where. That works, Um, but in the film, you know, the delivery in this movie, it doesn't. It's just like,
1: yeah, all right, that's... Yeah, I mean, the guy's very nonchalant about it, too. He's like, oh, well, I guess I'll just... it's like, oh, I didn't know that you were so... That The guy, meaning the um, the gatekeeper guy, he's like, oh, I guess I didn't realize that you were so kind-hearted to give this twenty mid-20s-year-old... Although I think he's like, wait, he's supposed to be like early, late teens, maybe? Oh, so, well, yeah, he's like, like
0: in his, he's like late teens. So that'd be the yeah,
1: late teens. So it's like, oh, I didn't know that you're so, you know, um, uh, magnanimous in giving this poor young boy a last name. <laughs>
0: Um, before we move on, because it's just going to get more...
1: Yeah, sure. I'm going to get into more... I, can I also give you some other general thoughts as well?
0: Well, I was, ho- was going to ask you, could you give me some positive thoughts, things that you did like about the
1: movie? Yeah, of Because yeah, I,
0: yeah, I want to remind people that I did like this movie overall. I do think it struggles to be anything more than a forgettable experience in the Star Wars universe, which I don't think is very helpful because if it has the name Star Wars attached to it, you generally want to have a memorable experience. Right. Um, but I do, overall, I do think there's... Enough here to recommend is like it's a fun summer diversion, but it's certainly not on the level of you know, the Last Jedi for one thing, which just came out. Let alone you know the other classic films in this franchise.
1: Sure, yeah, I mean, I've always, I was even going to compare it to those. I was just comparing it to other movies that sort of uh, felt the same way. But the positive things I will say. Um, I think the acting is very, very good in it. I mean, everyone was like, oh, you know, there was like backstory of Alden Einreich needing an acting coach and whatever else. It's like, I don't really that was that seems all conjecture because he seems fine on the screen. And I I agree with you that it didn't. I'm glad that he didn't do a Harrison Ford impersonation. He just did an Alden Einreich's Alden Aaron. Aaron Yeah, Aaron, Uh, like my name. And then Aaron, Aaron Aaron Reich's uh, interpretation of Han Solo. Uh, I also agree that um, Donald Glover is more doing a uh, Billy D. Williams impersonation, but then again, that character has like certain quirks to it yes. that I, I guess I can I can understand that with you know especially the way that he speaks um, you know so there's a lot of uh, I thought the score was really well done too uh, I know that it wasn't John Williams it was something Powell John Powell yeah John Powell John yeah, Powell so- and John
0: Williams did the Han Solo theme um, the new theme for Han Solo that mm-hmm. kind of pops up
1: in the parts of the film parts of the film yeah so i think that there was like some some uh really really good acting especially uh by those two guys Um, i'll say this about the three let Uh let me say
0: this about the the Alden Aaron or thing because yeah there's a lot it's it's perception that hurts this when you hear things like needs an acting coach or whatnot that's for one thing that's a fair, That could be a fairly standard thing for even the, the highest of actors as far as getting a focus of what you're trying to do on a set, especially one that yeah, has yeah. such a tumultuous production. Um, when you have directors switching and all kinds of things going on and, you know, you have a big studio watching your shoulder every second, it's like, yeah, I can understand an actor that's getting new to this being, the, you know, try, basically carrying a giant blockbuster film in a beloved franchise it doesn't, it's not a bad thing to get help. It's not a bad thing to yeah, get, to, I agree. like, that's you not, and it's, it's not, he wasn't chosen to begin with, like, maybe this will work. You got to keep that in mind. It's like, he, <laughs> there's a reason he was chosen for this role. <laughs> but as far as the stress levels that come with this kind of position, yeah, it sometimes that happens, whether it's a small, you know, a, a novice actor or even, you know, professionals or what have you. Right,
1: yeah, you know, you hear professional actors all the time when they have, like, an acting coach on set, you know, it's, Again, the credits will tell you more than than uh anything that you have summarized in your own head, and, you know, whether that's you actually see that they have a dialect like coached or or whatever else uh that's been credited uh in the in the post production part of the movie. And of the or, of the
0: things going on here and the uh-huh. the problems that we seem to have with it, I don't see anyone really going after Alden Ehrenreich. Like that seems like of no, the of I, the non issues of this film so. I it seems yeah. like that's one that certainly Was dispelled like that was not you know the the credits. Yeah, I mean that kind of came out
1: like during the tumultuous time of of just again the production Mm -hmm. um, leading up to it. And I was like, you know, because. You and I have seen him in Hell Caesar. I didn't watch the Warren Beatty movie, but he's
0: good. You know, from, he's good, and that rules don't apply. Yeah, exactly. From what, what
1: I've seen, mm-hmm. Alden is not a bad actor. So that's why I was like, I don't know who's writing this stuff, but it seems like they just want it for clicks. You know what I mean? And it's it's just I'd I'd rather focus my attention on the things that that were uh, an issue of just like okay, well maybe Phil Lord and Chris Miller just really went off the rails and uh, you know some whistleblower was like hey by the way um, uh, producer uh, what's her face Kathleen Kennedy Kathleen Kennedy you know you really need to see some of these dailies because I don't know if this is the movie that you wanted because yeah that's 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 more of the important story because you do get some scenes I know that you've mentioned it and I've read also that uh, Howard had directed re- reshot like 80% of the movie but there are some scenes where you're like I wonder, like this feels different from the rest of the movie. Like they're not, they're not very long. They're maybe like thirty seconds, maybe forty-five seconds. But you're like, you know, this feels different. Like I, I wonder if this was kept again, like that giant worm thing. It's like that's like that's a cool scene. I don't know why it's dark. It's not well shot. Uh, I mean, it's not well lit. But it's it's one of those things where it's like I I was not expecting that, and you know, yeah, but there's that, there's, though...
0: there's an attitude there that like. And it's hard to be, like, parsing out scenes or whatnot I mean, because it's, cause it's yeah. impossible. But I do think there's – I mean, I mentioned this on the, the main review. Like, Donald Glover said he he, he didn't go through that much reshoot, reshot stuff. Tandy Newton, she said that she, like, hardly did anything. So it seems like a lot of the beginning was stuff that wasn't, like, reshot as much. Um, I had to kind of wager a guess
1: on that. If that's the case and if that's kind of, you know, um, like – more true, that's unfortunate because the beginning stuff is probably the more interesting stuff. So I would,
0: and I mean the other thing you have to keep in mind is like the action scene stuff, that's stuff that needs to be, you know, that's stuff that has to be done way in advance as far as visual effects and whatnot is concerned. So that, so that kind of stuff That's not even like handled generally by, that's you know, that's second unit work. yeah. And also, that's that's, more like cutting back in between like shots of the Falcon doing crazy things and shots of the cockpit, that kind of stuff. So it's like, yeah, no one's ever going to know the exact truth of this until some kind of Of tell all story comes out. And nobody's
1: ever going to reveal it, even in like some tell all book. But you know, it's kind of nice to kind of just have your own conjecture, I suppose, just as long as you know that. Probably zero point zero 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 one percent of it's going to be true. Mm-hmm. But more positive thing, you know, again, I think the acting from everybody here is very, very good. And again, I, I'm glad that um, Alden didn't do uh, a Harrison Ford impersonation. But um, I, again, the the score is very good as well. I think that the way that um, there was there's some cool elements of space drifting here that I liked elements of the story of space drifting here in terms of like just being like a racing movie but they kind of go away from that and i think that's kind of unfortunate you mentioned this too and i was like you know he's supposed to be like this badass pilot but i'm not really getting a whole lot of scenes of him being a badass pilot you know it's it's kind of very unfortunate that the first time that he's asked to fly something it's just because uh it's during the um train sequence they kind of just give you like this like three years later sequence and it's like what is this? Like, I if if what you're trying to establish is that Han Solo is uh, a really cool kind of rebellious guy, you're not giving me that story. You're kind of just giving me like he's actually a good guy with a good heart. But we've known that all along. Like, you actually get more backstory from Star Wars Episode Four uh, of Han Solo than you do in this movie. Well, you if get a, were you, looking for that.
0: I mean, you get a. You, you get a better presentation of what the character ultimately is an episode, which makes sense because he's fully formed at that point. Sure. And This movie's it's taking the idea seems to be that it wants to take steps towards building you into that character. But the issue I, the issue I have, I guess in the Han Solo character, mainly he's, he might be the most, the least interesting character of the film, but the, the arc of him is to go from being, you know, slightly more optimistic to being whittled down to, like, a dirty space pirate, like Woody Harrelson's character. But, like, the, the, I I don't know where, I don't quite know what it's trying to accomplish ultimately. Whereas, like, sure. am I supposed to think he's becoming more grizzled and whatnot because he shoots first and all this? And he's like, is he, or, but, like, looking at all the narrative and how he's performing, it's like... I'm never in a second gonna believe that he's that cynical about things. Like you know, like it just seems like yeah. it's like, he you know, he'll, do like he, he'll do what he'll do what it takes to live. But like yeah, I, I mean, never it, for a second think that he's gonna be like the kind of guy that would double cross you in the same way that every other character in this movie double crosses everybody.
1: But even those double crosses are very. you know, Let's just get into it now. I mean, even those double crosses are just like not very. They're anticlimactic, too, just because they're just not really written that well. Um, well, that's, you it's, know, it's I wouldn't
0: would say it's the writing. It's more of – it's just – it's echoing so many things I've seen before in this kind well, of film. Well,
1: you know, uh, th- we'll skip ahead here, but when, when you know, when uh, uh, Paul Bettany's character – he's like, oh, you know what? You, you guys were double-crossed by somebody, and then the door opens and it waits for a second to show you who it was. Did you have any concern about who it was going to be? I,
0: w- I was worried it would be Lando, and I'm like, this movie is terrible if that happens. And I was like, nope, it's exactly the person that I expected it to be, which is right. Woody Harrelson. and the <laughs> reason
1: why is because they didn't introduce enough characters for you to be like, I wonder who it's not going to be, you know what I mean? It's like, it can only be Woody Harrelson. <laughs> but the, um, the other thing that I didn't like was like you mentioned his his shoot shoot first mentality i didn't get a whole lot of sense of hansello and woody harrelson kind of bonding enough to be like you know don't trust anybody because everybody's out to get you kind of thing and then when he when he ultimately does you know pull the trigger first against Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson's like, oh, I'm glad that I touch It's Like, when did you teach him this? There's there's no no narrative that's
0: not true. No, he, he, he there's there's a, there's an arc there. I, w- I wouldn't say it's like of the character relationships in the Star Wars saga. It's the most significant. But there's, uh, enough, there's enough there where I was like I, I hit Beckett. I mean Beckett's refrain is don't trust anybody. Like, right. If I, if there's one thing he taught him, it's that because he repeated it every damn minute. Like, I mean it's it didn't. <laughs> shoot first. It, no, to not trust anybody, um, and yeah, 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 and the, and the shooting first thing—that's one of the more clever callbacks to a th- to to you know to Star Wars, one that like sure, makes sense yeah, to me as I far mean, as right. what I mean, kind of character his, this is.
1: His thing, right? So I mean, there's the uh, can we can we start from the uh, let's start from the beginning of progress. We're not gonna go see my scene, but you know we, I've kind of skipped right ahead to toward the end, but um, yeah, let's break it down, man. Like. Uh, I, I want to ask you about the credits because I can't remember. And I, when I, no, no, no. Like, when, when I was editing, I was like, I can't remember if it did that. Because you know how Rogue One, it doesn't have the scroll, right? It just yeah. uh, the, it just the, the, like, the
0: cold open is the scroll. That's what I said. Like, and that's that, yeah. that's what I think is clever So about.
1: it goes Lucas... Lu, like, for Rogue One, it says Lucas, and then it just goes into, like, the, the battle sequence, right? No,
0: like, for Rogue One? Yeah. For Rogue One, it goes, you know, Lucasfilm, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and then it just cuts right to Planet.
1: Okay, yeah, right. And then in this one, they, they do, have... They
0: do Far, Far res- Away, and then they do more blue text.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't a fan of that because I felt as though it was just from uh, Rogue One. I thought, okay, well, it's cool that they're reserving it for... Just the, the canon films, uh, not not the spinoff films. But then with this, I was like, what's going on here? I also had a problem with the way that they did the Solo logo like on the screen. Like, it just shows up in like, watery blue, and then you move right through. And I was like, that's, that's kind of a boring way to introduce your movie. And it's not as boring as what you guys brought up on, on the regular show, but it's still just like, you know... This this is like when when they had the release name of the the movie a few months ago and it was just the movie is called Solo and I was like I I guess you know so it was kind of just a, a, a very mundane opening and and that's kind of um, mundane and also they stole some elements that I thought they were gonna only reserve for the other films so it was kind of just a, a boring opening to begin with I mean it's not really uh, anything that is that is. Um, really enticing or it's not going to really wet your appetite to some degree unless you, I, I i don't know you're you're way more this is kind of why i want to be on sunday but you're way more of a star wars fan than i am how did you feel about that
0: I mean, I, was we,
1: it was there anything that you thought was, hey, this is this is not OK for these spinoff movies, or do you we, think it was just I know that we, you're probably just fine with it. We
0: went into this in detail, because if there's one thing I love discussing, it's opening credit sequences and the text and font involved. Right? Yeah. I remember um, that you mentioned
1: the, the so, uh, Batman versus Man to so Yancy I, and Peter. Yeah. So
0: I don't want to like recap it too much. Sure, but, sure, I mean, yeah. but it, you know, I just I guess I just hope that there's a agreed upon style eventually for these in general, as opposed to kind of winging it at every single time. Um, that's it I did I mean that the actual title it is like this bright yellow neon sign essentially that the movie kind of moves through so I'm like okay that's fun like that's that's a, that's a neat yeah that's a neat that's a neat choice I guess um, it gets the end of the movie
1: um, yeah. I want to ask you about the planets that they're on they they basically mention planets all the time um, and then Hansello and Kira are on uh, one planet. I forget the name of it already, but... I can't keep up with the new planets in this movie. I've, it's like Chameleon or when, whatever Once I start is.
0: watching this more, assuming I do, I'll have a better idea of which planets are which in this. But. No
1: problem, oh. but my question is just more, are we supposed to, like, are you okay with them not telling you anything about the planet? I mean... Well, none of the other movies do, except for Rogue One. Okay. Like, that's really... Yeah, not... No, that, that's fair, because, like, again, my, my question was... Um, it relates to another scene later in the movie where he's like, "Oh, you're gonna go back to whatever plant, Corey, or Yeah, you're gonna go back to that plant. Yeah, that's a shithole." And I was like, "Oh, I, 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 don't know because all I've ever seen is just like the the airport from Corellia." So, uh well, I, guess I mean, so.
0: from Corellia, you get the I, I mean. I think you get the idea that i mean it's a it's a poor it's, it's, it's a, a police
1: lockdown well it's a poor yeah, it's planet.
0: a it's a worker planet it's a planet for people it's like it puts people to work there and there's like a you know there's gangs and there's yeah there's imperial the imperials have yeah. invaded it obviously like there's enough I, and like you know hanzo was trying to run away from this place he and kira right, are yeah. trying to run away from this place like the i, I mean it, i get this i get that doesn't that's not too much of a stretch for me to understand the nature of this planet it sucks no, that's like, fine. You know.
1: I just found it kind of just.
0: um, And I mean, if you. With
1: with the references to it, I just thought that they would kind of give me more because it was very light in that department. And obviously, their focus is not on the hometown of of Von Solo. Well, I mean, the.
0: That's that's any of these Star Wars movies. As far as the planets go, they never really go out of the way to describe them. They're just you know you just appear they're there, just, and right. they generally have you know a few defining characteristics. They're all desert. They're all snow. They're all forests. They're a giant city, like any number of things. And this one,
1: I guess that's from the, enough, from yeah, the opening of the film. Yeah, it just looks like, giant, like, it. looks like a
0: giant like looks like a giant like construction planet. Like just they're building right. imperial ships, and you know there's there's all kinds of you know loading docks everywhere and stuff. Like yeah. that seems to be the nature of the planet,
1: right. Uh, so I have a question about that too. Um, when was the empire kind of established here? Um, this is not for continuity purposes, but just a general question of, you know, has the empire? I guess it's been around for a very long time. It's been around for like
0: several years at this point, maybe ten years. Okay. I mean, it's after it's after Sith. Fine, then. It's before. It's before Rogue One. <laughs> like it's before. Right. It's uh, you know, it, it takes place in a, a middle section between Episode Three and Episode Four. Like it's in the- okay.
1: That I was trying to place it, and I was thinking to myself, I can't really, like, you know, from that bridge gap at the end there. Um, I was thinking to myself, I don't know how this fits in, and I guess it can only fit in there. But these people seem a little young. Uh, so with all that though, I, I don't even know how old Han Solo is in episode four or five or six. Um, I mean, he's, he's, gonna... he should be like
0: in his late twenties probably by the time star Wars rolls around. Okay. All right.
1: Fair. Yeah. Cause um, this is,
0: this is supposed to be set 10 years before star Wars. That's, that's before new hope before a new hope. Yes. Okay. I guess seven that's, years. That's Cause there's a three year right. yeah. jump, but yeah, it's yeah.
1: Right, because like, I, I was like, hey, if you're really, really nitpicky, then then Alden would be easy. he's a little bit too young to be cast, but or, I'm sorry, too old to be cast, and also Han Solo. You, you don't know how space
0: aging works. They're not I, exactly. That's why you know, I was like, not you know, the, it's fine, not the, necessarily the same. I don't have a
1: nitpick with with the <laughs> with that part, but um, uh, I want to ask you about uh, you had mentioned that Paul Bettany was was not the original. Um, villain, right? Yeah, um, they had
0: a they had Omar. I
1: didn't know, who was
0: it? Omar from The Wire, Michael K. Williams.
1: Oh, Michael K. Williams, yeah, yeah. But was and you mentioned Michael K. Williams was supposed to be all CG.
0: He was supposed to be a CG character that was half mountain lion, half human.
1: <laughs> See. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> Paul Bettany is not interesting. I disagree. He's a great actor. Yeah, I
0: think Paul Bettany's doing the best job he can in this film, but he's sure, a lot I'll, of fun. I liked that. his. I'll character. give
1: you that. But you know, he plays this character called Dryden Voss That Dryden Voss guy just seems like a maniacal bad villain guy, and and so it's it's very one noty But you know, if you have a, like a half lion, half uh, whatever Michael C. Williams is going to be, it's like, that's weird. You know, that's kind of that's that's more interesting. That's kind of neat uh but yeah you know, for, like, for a character it's with... just like you know rich rich uh rich villain guy who um has a, a nice spaceship
0: with a character for two, with two scenes
1: essentially i'm not i don't mind like how how much right, dimension yeah, that, i have the, to him no no yeah yeah and, and again it's not it's not to say like oh well probably did a terrible job it's just more like you know again production woes have really kind of hurt uh i feel have hurt uh some parts of the movie where uh, it could have been expanded or maybe they shouldn't have, have gone there at all. And they should have just kept with a tighter focused story I mean, because the, the,
0: the script didn't change in all of this. Like this is the, this was the script that they used. I mean, the carry changed the character just cause they, yeah. they had, they, they couldn't get Michael K. William. He was bit, he is, his, his schedule was tied up. He couldn't come back to do any reshoots or whatnot, but right. Right. I mean, they did what they did what they did. Uh, <laughs> and it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, to speak i mean just me rehashing what i've already said but i mean the, i think the movie kind of overextends itself where like the kessel run feels like it's the end of the movie and then it's like oh no there's still like 30 minutes left of this movie <laughs> so it's like yeah. okay
1: <laughs> i also had a question about the kessel run because my question i was thinking to myself this takes this feels longer than 20 i don't know what a parsec is it, it's I, in terms of like i know that it's a me- measurement unit of measurement but i don't know what it is defined as right it's, it's like oh, okay well yeah but is it like oh it's well it's light speed times two kind of thing you know what i mean it doesn't matter what um, the
0: conversion is what matters is the the length between <laughs> between where they got the, that fuel
1: from and and where and, the the and, opening of the planet is And the opening is of the planet 20 is, is 20
0: parts is 20 parsecs yeah. or, it's, or it's over 20 part whatever and he took a sure. shortcut he drove the he flew he through through he the, flew uh, through the oh, hurricane yeah. and so it's an actual distance where he took a shortcut through to get there which no, is
1: No, i get that but <laughs> my question was it feels like you spent a a lot of time oh okay all right that's fine it's a distance yeah. all right it's not seconds
0: no it's not time
1: <laughs> because they say he did the Kessler in 12 parsecs. yes yeah, so and the
0: implication is that it's time just from that kind of line reading for the past 40 50 whatever years but uh-huh. this movie tries to be clever by saying no it's a distance we, we corrected this we found a clever okay. way to do all this right.
1: okay no that, that's fair because again my questioning would have been It feels like he spent a lot of time trying to fight the the black hole in the middle of the planet, and it feels like that's not twelve parsecs. Yeah, that's yeah. If it was time
0: wise, sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the cleverness is that he quote unquote cheated and just you know they they took like the uh, the light speeder out, so that's fine. That's fair. Okay, that makes that part is okay now. It's it's been stamped approved by Aaron and Abe Knights. There
0: you go. I have a question for you. Yeah. Did you like? I assume you didn't see it in three D.
1: I did not see it in 3D. You
0: wouldn't anyway, so I wouldn't assume you did. Um, did you like the look of the film? Did you like Bradford Young's cinematography for this movie?
1: Um, nothing remarkable stands out to me, um, and that's that's kind of just, I don't know. I mean, th- I thought that some again some scenes were too dark, um, especially like the first like five five seven minutes of it, too dark uh, in terms of coloring and lighting. Um, but, yeah, nothing remarkable in terms of, wow, that was a really beautiful shot of, you know, this them standing on Sand Planet, or that's a really beautiful shot of them, like, you know, I guess... No, yeah, I was going to say, like, well, we have the train, he- train heist, but even the train heist doesn't have enough of it. I mean, the only part of the train heist that was kind of neat was probably CG, was when uh, everything explodes in the mountainside and that you see the snow falling as they're flying away. But, I, I don't think that there's anything remarkable about it. What's, Why? What did you think?
0: Well, I mean, I've talked about my 3D experience was not good. I mean, on uh-huh. and I saw it on 3D, not necessarily by choice, but more by availability because I wanted to see it in sure. IMAX, and yeah. it was it, it was just it was off for like the first like 20, 30 minutes of the movie, which was really annoying. Before they corrected what do you mean by it, what off? Something happened where the 3D oh, was yeah, on. Like it wasn't working. No, it was. Well, it was on, but it was like. It's like they tilted it, like, three degrees to the left, so it just felt slightly off, like you could tell, and it was really <laughs> annoying. Um, so, okay. so That,
1: that is annoying, because it really takes away, like, those things really, really hurt a viewing experience. Yeah, it does.
0: Um, and I, that said, I, you know, that's, if there's one reason I want to see this movie again is just to kind of further observe the, you know, the look of it. But I do, lighting aside, which I don't think is the worst crime, that said, mm-hmm. I mean... You know, I've seen movies in sewers before that don't exactly look too, you know, hard to see. Um, but there is like a <laughs> there is a color scheme that I admire that he was going for. Every planet and every kind of situation had a different thing going on. Where like, yeah, Corelli is very blue, mm-hmm. uh, especially the sewer area. That mud planet looks like a mud planet that they're having that war on. The snow planet has all white. Meeting mm-hmm. Lando, it has this kind of den dimmed look that's like musty, but like very mm-hmm. very warm and inviting. Like there's there's the idea of this seemed very clear to me, where it's like it wants to kind of the it wants to visually show you uh, through color like what each planet is representing in some way, and I and I like that I, I like that aspect, and I, I I think there's a lot to admire here. Uh, it's just more like I'm so stuck taking in whatever the story's trying to offer me and analyze that that I, I didn't have the best time kind of interpreting what some of the more technical aspects were trying to accomplish for me
1: maybe, maybe that was my reading of it as well because again i was trying to really take in the storyline i was really tra- trying to take in all these characters and i honestly was just throwing all these planet names aside that i, I didn't really take in
0: mm-hmm.
1: um as much as uh the technical stuff as 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 uh, we do on second or third viewings but then again again nothing really stood out because even if something did stand out to me I would point it out and be like, Oh, I really like that shot. You know I mean? Um, for sure. I'm, not, some, I'm not somebody, saying it's like, some
0: kind of secret revelation sure, yeah. or whatnot, but I do oh, think yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, I I think know, there's enough I mean, to, like, in, I think there's enough to admire that it just, I, I right. somewhat got lost in the shuffle based off both of a bad start to the movie for my projection yeah. experience. And I've even heard complaints yeah. this week. That a lot of people are complaining about it, mainly because projectors tend to not be used to their maximum extent because theaters are <laughs> stupid. Um, but, um, <laughs> but basically, the 4K Blu-ray is going to look amazing for this movie. Is what I I'm mean, saying. I mean,
1: hopefully, <laughs> because I mean, again, uh, an example that I always bring up is um, Real still the movie with uh, Hugh Jackman. Um, Hugh Jackman. Not a great story. I mean, it's very contrived, but cinematography in there is actually really good. There's some there's some shots where I was just like. Wow, this this is a really weird shot to have in this movie because it's like it, it's like way better than the script itself. But with all that though, yeah, Solo just didn't really bring anything to it. I mean, I mean, I, I kind of mentioned it. Uh, i was like the lone the lone person in rogue one when i was like you know it's okay and everyone was like yeah the cinematography here is probably the some of the best that it's been in any of the star wars movies and i just you know maybe maybe it just um was lost upon me because i was paying attention to some other things no, rogue one's a beautiful movie <laughs> yeah that, so i hear <laughs> so i haven't rewatched it in full you should uh, since. <laughs> it's, oh, it's a I'm great
0: a looking baby. movie <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I want to ask you about Kira. Uh, you guys, didn't, you guys kind of did, but didn't really go into her as much. But what did you think of her as a character? Where her arc goes, um, that stuff.
0: Um, there's nothing egregiously wrong with how she's handled. Um, the, I think the the main issue is there. You know that I'm a step ahead as far as. I don't think she's going to be bad necessarily, but at the same time, sure. clearly things have transpired in the past three years where a lot of things have gone. Like she's, you know, she she's mastered Tarascasi, the martial arts style, and she's she she knows people, she knows things and whatnot. Is like Han Solo needs to clue himself in more, and the film never really gives much dimension to that aspect of it that that she knows more than she's letting on. Sure. Um, and it's not really, and Amelia Clark's not like, like letting it really come through in her looks or anything, like in how she's staring at Solo or what she's trying to communicate to him through her facial expression. So it's like, I, 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 I can't really. If it's more about, like, well, this is just all hints for where the thing's leading in Han Solo 2, you know, Kira returns, like, I, I good <laughs> on you, I guess, for holding, for holding back, but, uh, you know, Woody Harrelson constantly says, like, there's more, you don't you don't know her, you know, as, uh, like you think you do or whatnot, yeah, and it's like, right. yeah, I, I get that, like, that seems clear to me, do something with it, and they don't.
1: That's <laughs> so. exactly, so, so I think the issue is kind of a waste, um in the in the movie um not amelia clark's acting skills but i think the character is a waste Meaning I don't exactly think it's what you're a waste saying. i mean it gives, no, no no but yeah. it's what you're saying is they don't really give you anything for that character but you're supposed to expect but when things happen with her betraying them or being like this martial artist badass it's like oh i guess you're supposed to give them credit for that but Like what you're saying, I was never given any of this backstory. Not that it's her story, but it's there's just nothing there that would give me a sense that she is really, really skilled at being cunning and her guile is so high that she's just, you know, uh, she's kind of just playing uh, Alden Ehrenreich. Um, So it's kind of just upsetting that you have this character here, which is kind of left lingering at the end of the movie. um, But at the same time, like. I don't know. I mean, if you're, if you're bad, be bad. You know, like there's, I don't, I don't it's, it's not even a, a matter of blurred uh, of, you know, the gray in between, cause there's just not a lot in this movie. I, I think there's just something fundamentally just the way that they had uh, written this character that is very off putting. So unfortunate
0: it's, it's a lot of coasting i mean that's the i mean which is impressive for a movie that's over two hours that it coasts by was on it charm. over two hours it's two hours and 15 minutes i mean though it, it, well, that's that's a credit to the film i think that it does move like it never feels yeah. it never feels slow uh, right. I'm, never, I'm never like when are we gonna get to the next scene i was like no this is constantly entertaining like it's not doing it might not be working too hard as far as the characterizations or whatnot but it's also a sense of i've still seen this kind of movie before i've seen you know a white dude go through space and get an adventure it's like it's not really it's not, not, not breaking yeah, it's new nothing, ground it's here nothing,
1: uh, nothing out of the ordinary
0: because
1: yeah. you know? we, we've seen this for like seven eight iterations of it but i've seen yeah, it in right. just
0: blockbuster movies in general um, which <laughs> which is you know why it's not doing as well as it could at the box office it's not it doesn't stand out in any way beyond the fact that it has star wars attached to its title um, yeah. you, know, it, you know you can put new droids, new planets, new characters and what have you in there and you yeah, know that's fun and it's nice to see things like Donald Glover and Woody Harrelson like proven talents that you generally enjoy seeing but it's like we're not doing too much with this that's altering anything about cinema, not that every movie has to do that but it is yeah. a star if it's going to be a Star Wars movie and you're going to give it you know unintentionally or not $250 million to impress me, I feel like I should be more impressed than I was <laughs>
1: yeah i agree so i mean that when you brought up huntle II, are they thinking about a continuation of this particular franchise there's no
0: there's no specific news story as of yet as far as the future plans for this what we do sure. know is that they the the cast members are signed on for multiple movies um my speculation um is that there either was a direct sequel plan to this or the more interesting idea to an extent because I don't necessarily need these movies either but there you know there has been talked about like James Mangold was hired for a Boba Fett movie last week
1: sure yeah. and
0: the rumors about Obi-Wan movie has been persisting and if they wanted to proceed with all this I would imagine they'd make those movies and then you'd still have Han Solo and whatnot popping up in the background and that kind of or like as a supporting role or something like that so you still have the actors involved and then there's some kind of you know Avengers, Star Wars, Wars movie that combines all of them, or something like that.
1: Okay, I, I mean, you already have that with like the regular Star Wars movies, but with all that, though. Yeah, but that's—I um, mean,
0: those, those, those are direct sequels to each other. Where this would be like, you know, the side story of the Boba side Fett. Sequels, Epis- yeah. You know,
1: that and they all but con-
0: the they problem all that, like what you're like.
1: mentioning, and, and this goes back to the Kira thing—is leave it all out there on the table, which is like not to say like show all your cards at once, but at the same time, like I don't really get. Any great sense? Like, what are we going to continue? Like, what is he going to do next? It just becomes these episodic adventures then.
0: Yeah, but it's it, not it, I, though- mean, well, I mean, it's not, it doesn't have to do that either. It, it could just be, yeah, this is the story of how it's And Now it does, I agree, it does do sequel teasing as far as, let's get to all this in a second here too, as far as sure. Kira goes off of Darth Maul, or sorry, just Maul now, he's no Darth anymore. Um, just Maul. It's just, I mean, there's Darth Vader, there's no, he's not Darth, he's not, he's not the, um, the apprentice anymore, he's his own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like yes, it, it does do some. It leaves you open ended as far as you know. Kira just left. Like there's no resolution there. Or she just
1: leaves, right? Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, this is a really this is this is a bummer because her arc doesn't feel as high. None of the characters arcs feel very high, but hers is especially given that she's probably like, the third largest character in this movie. Uh, is just kind of it's kind of boring. So you know, it, it's it's unfortunate if you're just thinking to yourself, well, we we're gonna have a second chance in Han Solo two. But now the question is, like, why would I want to watch a Han Solo 2? Not because this performed poorly at the box office. I'm going to go see more Star Wars movies because I like to watch movies. But there was nothing here that says, hey, you know, look at me. I, there was, you, you were really fascinated because I was fun and exciting and the anti-Star Wars Star Wars? Because, like, no, you weren't, Like at least not in my view. And that's why, I mean, I'm sure they're having
0: these meetings as we speak. <laughs> um as far as what the next plans are because you know they had them sure they have like un- und- you know unannounced plans of what they plan to do um sure. and I think the more logical decision would be yeah to make these kind of additional side stories that have the same characters involved but from a different perspective so like a Boba Fett movie would make sense it's like okay yeah this guy is around there and yeah he can be involved in Han Solo's business in some way and they can interact or whatnot yeah um, so you get to end and then you can expand upon certain character arcs through that you know vise or what have you
1: yeah i guess i mean if you if you had it because the way that um again we can only really really re- compare this to you can re- compare it to all the other star wars movies but you know it's spinoff is is rogue one and rogue one is finite you know what i mean and that's kind of why i i, I liked it a little bit more not because the way that it kind of uh, interlocks with the regular storyline was was really cool too especially the ending but um it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to go see more Jin Ursa uh, unless like it's prequel stuff. But with this one, you know, you're teasing Kira, you're teasing uh, more Lando, Beckett's dead, you know, more Han and, and Chewie stories. But yeah, I there's, I there's not a whole lot from Han's, from this Han Solo movie that makes me think to myself, I wonder how Han's going to progress next you know what i'm saying yeah i hear what you're saying you 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 know it's not yeah you know that he's not a terrible hearted guy but at the same time like he's not one that seems to have all these misadventures he he has to have people with him
0: yeah the 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 weird thing is like is like okay well we have this now and i don't need to see more of these um which is a weird stance to take on it and at the same time if they do do more of these well i'm weirdly obligated to go see them and I just hope <laughs> for the best because at the end of the day I am a huge Star Wars fan and I'm happy to go and you know continue seeing movies in this right. franchise. Um, I'd like to hope that, yes, there are more creative decisions in the future as far as these spinoffs go because there is a lot of territory to kind of explore no matter what Yancey says. Um, <laughs> <it's-> <laughs> I, was,
1: I was kind of I, – I, I understood what he said basically to recap. Yancey was saying like, you know, how can, how far can you go with these? These are all part of the same thing. Now you're just expanding more on the Solos or the, the Skywalkers. but. You've kind of dry run, or run those wells dry, and that's basically Yancey's stance. And I was like, I guess I can see what he's saying. I
0: mean, it's those characters specifically, but I mean, it's not as if there. Ha- I mean, I mentioned this already, but it's not as if there hasn't been tons of books and games and comics and what have you that's expanded the universe over the years. And just because he doesn't like those things, doesn't mean it's wrong for the rest of us to be okay. Not with canon, the though.
1: That-
0: <laughs> not anymore. Um, <laughs> the TV yeah. show, the, the cartoons are. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, we're doing a lot of talk about. Um, you know, certain characters—we're not doing enough talk about how great Chewbacca and L three are in this movie because they are so yeah, spectacular. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, I mean, l- let's get. And back Lando, to some for that matter. Stuff, I, I mean, but
0: there's just there's, no, there's but, only so much I can talk about Lando because he's he does his thing. Um, well,
1: I, I like the way that they did the card setup thing. I actually thought that they kind of missed out on an opportunity to continue doing that kind of a film where it was kind of like this Rebel and and casino type movie which is unfortunate because there were a lot of other things that I thought they could have done but i mean yeah, i've um, said from
0: the start that the lando movie is definitely what i wanted to see so it's
1: fine yeah the lando movie uh, you know again i think that uh, um donald glover's doing a really good job in this um and lando is he seems more of that that you know dirty rotten scoundrels type of feel you know with like a heart of gold kind of thing even though you know he he, he just he's very in it for himself but with all that L3 is fucking fantastic. I loved L3, the way that she has her uh, quirks and the way that she is just all about like the, the, the free your mind movement for all these androids. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she, she brings like this level of goofiness to the movie that I think that they were trying to capture with the other characters, but they just never got there. And L3 is it's kind of sad because they l3 you know is not there for the rest of the movie after after like 66 uh, percent of it but um it's unfortunate because there there's a certain quirk about that that i really really enjoyed
0: yeah no i i i was surprised that of the characters they took out so quickly it's like oh l3 didn't get much to do at the end of the day and then the 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 other thing is then they took her brain and put it into the ship and <laughs> it's like oh well that's a that's a black mirror scenario I didn't have to think about but here I am well doing the question
1: it. <laughs> that the question I had with that was does the does her you know person her wacky personality continue with the ship and no they kind of just take all her like star map stuff you know what I mean well it does so- still like she's not living with the ship she's not a part she's a part of the ship in the sense of she uh again she has the locations of of a lot of things and and her database is there but her personality doesn't come across anywhere because otherwise that would have happened in you you, they would have mentioned it at least in in some other parts of the uh, star wars well they
0: they do that's the thing not specifically not specifically because this movie didn't exist yet but there is Uh there's they the millennium falcon is referred to as like a quirky ship like, okay. like, C-3PO does have, like, a, a line where it's, like, you know, your ship, you know, speaks, has a strange, like, accent or something like that. Like, there's there's references to the idea okay. that the Millennium Falcon is not just a spaceship, but it has kind of a, its own, like, it's, it's a droid, essentially. It has its own kind of mind. Um, and so it, it does, because of that knowledge, it makes me want, it makes me think, like, so it's... L three is just kind of trapped inside the ship
1: now, <laughs> but it's like it well, in the but shell, like, yeah,
0: but like and yes, and like but the, how far does that go? Should I have cared that much about L three to begin with? Because it is just a droid, but like where does this where does this go? Is this how far does AI were, operate in the Star Wars universe? But
1: um, it was kind of a neat thing to see, just again because I think it is... My my feeling is that that's the feeling that they wanted throughout the rest of the movie, but again, it just never really came across. Well, yeah,
0: as so. far as the revolution stuff goes, like that's really entertaining, and I was like, okay, this is neat. I, this is an idea that I can get behind just because it's something that's actually fresh for this world and this movie, um, where yeah. everything else feels so kind of standard. Um, that said, again, Chewbacca also fantastic. The, meeting the, other Chewies, the, the, the Wookies, yeah, the uh, <laughs> yeah Wookiees. yeah, the but I think che, Chewbacca. I mean, I've said this already, but Chewbacca in this these new films has been well utilized. But here is like, yeah, they give him a lot to do. That's like fun and like neat and like the meeting between them where he's covered in mud. It's like that's a neat look for Chewbacca, and he's like. Oh, almost... I've
1: never even thought about this. You, you've definitely. Like, I think that you're you're more on the Chewbacca thing than I am, which is great because because it kind of adds like a smile to my face. So, <laughs> like yeah, I guess that is the way that you know because they introduce him by throwing uh, Han into the pit. And say, yeah, like, and he's
0: kind of feral. Like, and He's stuck down like, yeah, there. Let like, the
1: monster have him or whatever.
0: Yeah, like so. it's it's a neat way to kind of bring him into the fold and then just you you, you see that friendship form and whatnot. it's like yeah, all right, that's why they're best buds.
1: How, how did you feel when he puts on the uh, the belt? Like his his oh, they, his okay. signature like Y belt with the uh, the grenades and stuff on it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, this is a little bit much, guys.
0: Sounds <laughs> well, like he's gonna wear it eventually. So it's like, okay, cool.
1: Yeah, I agree. But I was like, you know, this is a little bit too like poop on the nose. <laughs> but Chewbacca, I think that uh, what what some what are some other things that you sensed about it that, that gave him a more, I guess, more plot stuff because I, I definitely missed that part of it. Yeah.
0: Well, just that he's involved and he's having, like, he's not, it's not as much, it's like, and he's fine, in, like, he's fine in the Star Wars. I like Chewbacca in the original Star Wars films too. It's like this, but it, it's just, he seems like they know how to incorporate him into these movies, all of these movies so far, with Fourth Awakens and Last Jedi, where it's like, it's not just that he's there and it's like fun to have a character you don't understand what everybody else does and he can like growl and raise his arms and get emotional. Uh, but there's, they, they give him, th- they give him things to interact with. They give him like, they give Han things to do. They give the other characters things to, Like it just, the way they work him into this story, it actually feels necessary as opposed to just having them just to have him, uh, which I can appreciate okay. very much.
1: Yeah. I can see that then. Yeah. Especially if the, because he, he is, uh, needed because of a lot of things. I mean, he's yeah, he, yeah, I mean, the strongest he, like, guy there. So yeah, exactly. he's gotta, he's gotta help out with some of the, some of the, uh, hyper crystals that they gotta steal
0: yeah it's that Um, but yeah i mean he's also as much as he's speaking he is still there is a bouncing off dialogue of each other with him and han that like works for me you know (laughs) yeah
1: i mean that's true and especially the the, like even the way that they introduced it with with uh uh, young han just starting to gurgle and be like you know i speak some of your language i don't speak all of it i mean i was like yeah i'm fine that's fine that's it's not as though I needed to know that Han Solo took this as like a, a, as an elective mm-hmm. in high school. You know what I mean? Like he took Wookiee in in high school. It's more just like – You mean like oh, how, yeah, no. like how Thor took
0: Groot, Groot as an elective?
1: <laughs> hey, man. You know, the cosmos is weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, that but that's the best scene in that movie, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, I mean, you actually – you bring up Guardians of the Galaxy – I didn't even think about this, I mean, not because they're they're directly related anyway, but you know how there's a very weird, like, more space opera-type feel in Guardians, yeah, like, the, from the color palette and yeah, also the, from the, the storyline. Yeah, yeah, the
0: Cosmic uh, Marvel films, those, and, like, the yeah.
1: Ragnarok
0: and whatnot, like, yeah, they're, they're more Star wars
1: So it's kind of unfortunate. I mean, I, I get what, um, uh, I, you know, you mentioned the, the Bradford Young, the cinematographer, kind of just doing these things on different planets. Like, yeah, okay, but know, I don't know. There's just some jeunesse quoi that that really left me thinking, okay.
0: <laughs> like I've been saying, it's a movie that I've seen been it been done. I mean, the, the idea uh-huh. of like you know a a hip young kid um, who's really good at things but morally questionable to a degree. Uh, riding around in space meeting characters going on adventures
1: like that's like you mentioned all that hip young kid mm -hmm. riding around in space and all i think was like these are fives (laughs) you know what i mean like a five on ten skill Like they're they're they never really increase or decrease from there it
0: could be done well or what have you it's just it's Uh like it's just nothing it's it doesn't stand out in some way yeah and you know as much as i'm happy to get more star wars I'd like to think that there is a creative enough force behind the people that make Star Wars movies to know that there are other steps we could take beyond the Han Solo story, um, where you know, yeah, like you mentioned it, like you have Guardians, you have fire your serenity and whatnot. You have like a lot of things that are like this, that emulate it because they're copying star Wars, essentially. Yeah, are, basically. Are, I
1: mean, like we brought are, you that are, you are making it, f- it they're making the... it fresh
0: and this just isn't really yeah. fresh. It's fun. It's not very fresh. Yeah. but it's, I it's... mean, again,
1: you brought it up on the, on the regular thing. You brought up Cowboy Bebop and that's yep, way more fun. Interesting. And that is totally Han Solo. You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, Spike is, is a Han Solo type character and there's... where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's ambiguous on his like good or bad, but ultimately, he's he's a good guy, um, even if he does bad things.
0: And it's, I mean, it's especially after coming after Last Jedi, which actually does try to put something forward as far as what we're trying to say in these movies. I am
1: still, like, finding people that I have to, you know, argue with in person that, you know, I've got to defend Last Jedi too. And I'm am not a I'm not a Last Jedi apologist by any means, but...
0: You it's don't need to apologize.
1: Movie. It's a well-reviewed movie. That's the seventh biggest movie of all time. So I mean, <laughs>
0: there's, nothing, there's nothing to apologize. People are like, for. this
1: really can't. This can't be canon. It's like, again, guys, you cannot think that this movie and this franchise is going to survive off of the star, or off of the the Skywalkers alone. <laughs> so anyway.
0: Well, and that, and this is a movie that you know caters to that crowd. As far as here we are, finally, let's get rid of all the let's get, let's get rid of all these. I guess you of know, all-
1: maybe, maybe that you bring up a really good point because again, maybe that's what I was feeling because I was like, oh, I really like the direction that the Last Jedi was taking. You know, it really opens up the universe a lot more, and this one kind of just is plays it safe, and that's why maybe I didn't respond to it as as well as a lot of other people did
0: yeah and like even if it's going to play it safe like that's fine just do it better and to me this movie didn't do it all that much better than the average yeah. kind of movie like this um, so yeah i want to yeah. get we we want i want to get to and oh, i was going to say this too it does i mean as much as some of these other star wars movies try to have something on their mind this one really doesn't which was something that annoyed me too as far as any kind of social themes or what have you like the l3 thing is fun but it doesn't last very long it doesn't really say much about anything that I haven't seen in other <laughs> sci-fi movies, but it's like, oh, it's cool that Star Wars tried to explore that to some degree. Sure. Even less so is the whole um, Enfy's Nest gang that's built up of basically, like, my no- you know, young minorities, <laughs> um, and they're, like, fighting oh, for a okay. like, planet. Oh, okay, like, Enfy's
1: Nest?
0: Yeah, that's so. the swoop bikes that come in, and then she takes off her helmet, and it's I like, it's young. I thought
1: that was going to be Kira
0: yeah well no it's just a i was young... like
1: oh that's kind of cool that she's playing both sides because that would make sense right yeah that would have been like... fun
0: or something but like when she took her helmet off and it's played for a moment i'm like am i supposed to know this person i'm like reaching yeah, in the back of my mind too. like who's it gonna <laughs> be and instead it's like nope we're just a group of rebels because, that like no, are fighting for the, a good the
1: reason why i thought i'm curiously, they always set up everything like oh you know what beckett's on these heists and someone's always giving the uh, Enfi's nest people, my my uh, coordinates, and they're also giving them like they all seem to like be there. I was like, oh, it's got to be some insider guy, right? But it's like, yeah, she takes off the helmet. It's like, who is this person? Yeah. So it's anyway, you're you're right that Enfi's nest has basically like this multiculturalism with them, and they're all from destroyed planets. But yeah, I it guess doesn't I never do really anything with the it themes. beyond just yeah. say that you know it just tells
0: us outright, yeah, this is it. And that's it. Yeah. Like it doesn't go anywhere with it or whatnot. And it's like, all that's right. That's true.
1: Even when they're on the last planet, the sand planet, I mean, the people seem like they all have their tongues cut out or something like that. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that from like a – from a metaphorical standpoint. Like I think from a literal standpoint, like the Empire had come through and, and really devastated the people that lived on that sand planet. Um, and nothing's really said about it, so.
0: Yeah, so it just – yeah like it's a it's a neat idea and a darker idea than anything else in this movie but it just it's more it's just there as like all right that emphasizes that the empire is bad i guess or you know <laughs> like good job
1: see uh, that's why i think it'd be very interesting to watch uh like a boba fett but like basically what you're saying any other movie that is uh, parallel to this one but from their point of view because you could argue that the that the empire is trying to do some good stuff you know what i mean like, it's... it's uh, you remember that movie Hero with uh, uh, Jet Li? Yeah. Um, essentially, you know, at the end there, when he's going to go kill the king, he's like, oh, you know what? I just wanted to unite China. Like, I it, I knew that it's going to be a battle, but we really need to be united. And you kind of get that perspective. You're, for a moment there, you're like, oh, well, maybe he does have a point. You know, I'm not saying the Empire is going to be good or any of this, well, but... Well, I mean, the Empire mentioned... is a bunch of fascists.
0: <laughs> I mean, in little...
1: Right, but it'd be interesting to see from, like um uh Darth Vader's point of view I mean and that's not a great that's not a great uh, uh character to choose but from somebody else's point of view it would just be like I'm just trying to help these people with like what like Thanos's point of view like I didn't want overpopulation or, or overcrowding. I just really wanted to help these people. And then once we're done, we're, we're done. You can live in peace. You're prosperous. Yeah,
0: just remember <laughs> that they're committing mass genocide. In order they are, to make they are. Yeah. They're, they're bad <laughs>
1: people. They're bad people. I mean, this, not, I mean
0: <laughs> yeah, from a certain point of view, sure, you can argue that there's a greater good that they're no, ideally no, going for. <laughs> not
1: for this Star Wars franchise, but I think it would be – It'd just be kind of neat to see that, um, and and kind of I'd wonder what that would look like. Even though it'd be very difficult for me to to um, uh, uh, what do you call it? To remove the two stances of you know the Jedi being ultra bad.
0: So. Yeah, I mean you just keep I mean remember that the the, the Imperials are. <laughs> they're stormtroopers i
1: mean they're
0: the ss like the bad kind of stormtroopers that's that's the, yeah, yeah. the stand in <laughs> here so it's like it's it, it would be hard to there's a reason you haven't seen any of these movies take on like a sympathetic view of the villain um that's like no well, the empire trying oh, to be yeah, good that, just going the way, about the I wrong way
1: not advocating for us to no be, i
0: don't like, think you are but it's just like, like that. I'm, I'm just no, i'm just, just, I'm, just like, I'm speaking you, to the idea that sure yeah, yeah. It, it would be hard to, like all the films have made the villains fairly mustache twirly for a reason because there's no good side to the empire. There's no greater good that they're trying to accomplish. It's just, right. You know, that's, they're it's just take over they're and control people. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, um, which we it. I wanted to ask you about the writing from the Kazdens. Um, uh, this is like the first time that I've seen Jonathan Kazdin come up. Um, I know that he's done some other stuff before I looked him up on IMDb, yeah. but I'd never, I didn't know that he had co-written this with his dad. Yeah. Um, and Lawrence Kazdin is, he also did Lawrence Kazdin direct empire. No, he just wrote Empire. Okay, but Empire is like one of my all-time favorite movies, and so when I saw Jonathan there, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of a a really neat team up." And you know, the script again wasn't anything to uh, to to go bonkers about, but I just thought it was kind of a neat thing to see. Um, Did you have any any uh, uh, thoughts on the Kasdan team? I mean, mean,
0: the only thing I can think of. Is that Lawrence Kasdan has you know he's he takes a lot of pride in Han Solo. He wrote Empire, which gave Han Solo a lot more dimension beyond just the original Star Wars. And he's ha- he apparently he's mm-hmm. had this idea for a Han Solo movie for a long time, and it's been like something of a of a dream project for him. And it just makes me think, well, this is it. Like this is all we. <laughs> like it's not yeah, much. Yeah, it makes me there's, sad there's when you not- said that. <laughs> there's not much that you really did here. And like Yancey brought up that like it is. It's trying to be old-fashioned in its own way. It's trying to be an old-fashioned adventure story, which you know, when you think, look at Lawrence Kasdan's filmography, I mean, he wrote Raiders, he wrote you know things. You know, there's a lot of kind of pulp fiction type stories that he's written in the past, and so I can understand that you're just like, if this solo was you know set in the '50s and he had Bogart starring, I get that. I get that. I get the idea of like that's what he's trying to do here. At the same time, it's just like there's a lot more you could do here with this, or at least handle it slightly differently. And if it's a fault of...
1: You yeah, even if they went full Bogart with it, you know, like an old-timey type movie, you didn't go old-timey enough. You didn't you didn't go back enough. Like, it feels too middle-of-the-road. Again, a five. Well, yeah, like it's...
0: Really, I mean, you can look at, like... again. You can look at The Last Jedi again, which has, like, clear references to Pat, to old movies, to Kurosawa movies, to World yeah. War Two. movies. Well, I mean, movies. not on that, but it
1: also has like, has, like, these really old concepts from... Star Wars and stuff like that too. You know what I mean? Like it's it's directly uh, pertaining to A New Hope or something like that. And I don't I'm not talking about just like the characters, but some of the ideas that they have in there. And it's unfortunate that uh, again, Last Jedi. You and I are will will fight. I'm sure to our deaths. Uh, I don't need to fight
0: anything. I'm in the majority. It's just a vocal minority that wants to talk about how bad it is. But a vocal minority.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're a fan of our show and you're and you're one of the vocal minority. Try and try and give it another shot. You know, I'm happy to like watch it with you if you want me to. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, back to Kazden, though, if they're going to go for uh, if you're trying to feel for that, that old timiness, I didn't get that feeling. And if you're trying to go for like, oh, well, you know, it's can't be lighthearted fun. It's not as campy light hearted lighthearted fun as you may have thought. It's it's kind of very. Wait, I would never just... call it
0: campy. It is fun. It's just it's 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 only going so far in that. Yeah. Time. Um, so um, the last thing anyway, I, I want to get yeah, to yeah. this last thing with Maul because um, we haven't sure. talked about this. Yes, yeah,
1: because I was like we're kind of running long anyway, but yeah, let's get to that part.
0: Um, It's silly. <laughs> I, I I rolled my eyes very hard at this. I don't. I, I I get the hints and the setups and what have you, and it fits whatever timeline they want to go for. But at the same time, I'm just like, why? Why? <laughs> at what point? So, we're, at what point were we like? Well, now we're going to introduce that key nemesis in the Hansel universe, which is of course Mall. <laughs> it's like
1: okay. Yeah, so, the, do you remember that that scene in The Social Network where um, where Andrew Garfield's it's toward the end and he's going in to go? He's like, oh, you know, I thought I was going to go. I didn't know whether to dress for a party or whether to dress for like a business meeting, so I tried to dress for both. And he's reading the the documents, and his line is, "What? What? What is this?" that's how I felt when I was watching the Darth Maul thing. It's like, what is this?
0: That's a very specific reference, but go on.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, it's like the confused, uh, confused, you know, thoughts of what, what time is this? When is this? Why is this here? What does this have to do with Kira? Why is this? Like you guys are actually doing a pretty good job of keeping this, you know, in, in its own enclosed non force movie and then it feels like you guys had to like jam this part in, and it, it was very—it's—it's
0: uh... it's set up. I mean, it's not doesn't come out of nowhere. It just—I—I I couldn't care less about the fact that it's ball. <laughs> That's—that's my thing.
1: yeah. I mean, because you you uh bettany's character has mentioned that he's got to go he's, he's got a boss to some people yeah, yeah he's got to answer and so i was thinking well it's probably the emperor right
0: no i um, never know because he's, he's a crime lord i know was never gonna be the emperor like, okay be...
1: but even if it was it, it was basically something that i wasn't really a fan of is um is my ultimate feeling of it right because why would you need to you know like if he has to answer to somebody just make it some obscurity or make a job of the hut Because they reference Jabba in a very obscure way uh, about Tatooine, um, but they don't ever, you know, uh, it's it's, you didn't have to bring just Maul into the movie, and that really bothers me too because it really feels like a reach. I mean. Especially when he lights his 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 we'll fucking get, dual we'll, lightsaber. We'll
0: get we'll get back to that because I I like the idea that they would bring somebody into this that we already know. Like that's a fun like. All right, it's if it, we can tie it in this
1: universe in some way. We don't. It's not entirely. I think necessary. I would have respected it more if it didn't. I.
0: If there was just someone... because, again,
1: you don't really get a sense of the whole movie about the
0: Force. Well, it's so a bit. There's a larger universe out there which you already know. Like that but you know, that, 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 that not
1: a part of the. It doesn't have the uh, any of these powers. No, though. but
0: we, but we do know that there are other characters within sure. this universe. Like okay. so if you. I mean, you mentioned Jabba, like something like that. I would be fine with or whatnot. The mall thing. It just. It's like all right. There we are, and I know, like, because I mean, those that have followed the the the, um, the TV shows or what have you, like, they know Maul is a character and he has a big, he has much more of a storyline than Phantom Menace, where he's.
1: You That's know. not fair to people who just watch the movies, like me, though.
0: No, it's, well, it's not unfair because it's not it's not riding on you understanding this necessarily. Like you can you can be a casual viewer and just you know be about that, like, oh, cool, Maul's back, whatever. Uh, I, I just i just personally don't care for maul even with all the story that i already sure. know about him it's just he doesn't interest me <laughs> like I,
1: I, mean, I he doesn't I, interest me you know how i feel about the prequels you like it more than i do but it's like yeah on the, and none of I, that stuff really was my my jam
0: i liked him for his brevity in that first one and so bringing him back where like he survives being cut in half and he gets robot legs and it's like okay you know is that what happens yeah, I mean, they're in. The, it's in the movie. You just saw. You just saw. It. You just saw his robot legs that he stood. I mean, you remember he got cut in half. Like I remember did, he
1: got cut in half. I he, thought he died.
0: Well, clearly he didn't, Abe. He's right there in front of you.
1: <laughs> That's why I was wondering, with well, the timeline of this story. When did he get robot legs? So, car- is, this, is this a stinger credit?
0: No, it, well, the robot legs are there. He's, he's not, doesn't have real, They sh, they show them in the movie. I mean, you might not be looking for this Oh, oh,
1: wait, wait, which movie? You're talking about Solo.
0: I'm talking about Solo. Yes, he has robot. He has robot
1: legs in Solo.
0: Yeah. Well, he doesn't. What, he did, what do you think he did? Duct tape his body back together.
1: I thought he was just dead.
0: You just saw him.
1: <laughs> I I understand, but that's why I was saying it was. That's why I asked you earlier about the timeline of this movie. As cause... I
0: said, it's it's ten years before A New Hope, which is after Episode
1: Three. Which now blows my mind because again, I thought he was dead after episode one. <laughs>
0: no. no. this is not Hansel is not the same age as Darth is not. He's not older than Darth Vader. <laughs>
1: That's what I'm saying. That, that's why I was. That's why I was questioning. Why no. is Darth Maul in this movie? Yeah. Now, now this again. This confusion. You get it, and I don't. Which is adding more to me reason. More reasons why I don't like this movie. I at mean, all. if you're
0: paying attention, you can see that he has robot legs. I did
1: not. I did not notice his robot I, legs.
0: I mean, you'll when you watch it again, you'll be like, oh yeah, he does have like roboty legs as opposed to okay. like feet. Okay. All right. Um, But yes, in the in the story in the cart, like in the Clone Wars or whatnot, he get he he fall when he after he falls, he's like he gets thrown out with the trash. And then, uh-huh. he, and then he managed... And, you know, it's a lightsaber, so it cauterizes the wound right away, and I don't know how sure. just the animals work or whatever. <laughs> but, um, you know, he, he, he gets in the trash, he manages to scrape together some robot legs, like some spider legs. He gets spider legs. And then he's eventually dragged... That's a
1: scary thought. Yeah,
0: he has, like, big spider legs, and he goes insane, because who wouldn't in that scenario? Um, and he gets... Yeah. He has, and he has, like, a brother... And the, he, his his kind, like they have this whole backstory for his the race of alien that he is, and they uh-huh. get into all this, and then they have this whole elaborate plot to go after Darth Sidious because he betrayed him and stuff, and all this all these things happen and then he, he gets he, he eventually gets regular robot legs and then he becomes he, he, he keeps making himself this, he keeps making this himself more powerful
1: Deadpool 2 and the way they use X-Force way more now mm-hmm.
0: he keeps making himself more powerful and he tries to seduce some people to the dark side and yada yada and then eventually Obi-Wan kills him so it's whatever but it's fine <laughs> Well, you've explained there is like I'm just like why would they give him so much backstory because this people is... love Maul people like that movie and they're like like this character is awesome. Why I like they...
1: Maul because he was using a dual lightsaber and he had horns in his head and did and Ray Park knows knows martial arts. Yeah, and
0: I like Boba Fett because he looks cool in a movie and then sure enough, you know, there's and a then lot he, more he He's like a,
1: a single father that was a clone.
0: Well, that's Jango Fett, but I mean they oh, I mean the, these movies know how to cater to what the fans like and they've done that no, with Darth like, Maul. Yeah,
1: I, sh- I I see what you mean by some of the fan service now, but all right. And
0: I mean and yes, they, they gave him a very big human arc and he has things to say what he's a lot more talkative and people like that i personally just don't really care <laughs>
1: so he, he's a crime lord now He, he yeah, he's a crime lord legs yeah and a... now he's a crime lord yeah <laughs> why <laughs> this
0: makes even less sense now. did you notice that he looked so much older
1: nope
0: <laughs> he, yeah he's all ragged and old because he's a lot, he's like, I, I just, he's like he's like twenty years was, older than a Phantom Menace.
1: <laughs> I thought that that was the um, the whatchamacallit, the the uh, the interference from from Sprints. You'll, w- in you'll watch space. It, when you watch it again. You'll be like, oh yeah, he's older. I'll watch it again. I'm, I'm gonna try. I, I'm not gonna I'm, again. I'm not gonna like go out to theaters and watch it. If I if, my rating for this movie would be that you should just kind of like wait for like a Netflix. I don't think there's really anything that's uh, spectacular about it. But, um, yeah, no, but I'm, t-
0: I'm telling you, though, when you watch it again, you'll be like, oh, yeah, he is kind of old looking, and he does have robot legs. You'll notice. Okay, it was, you, know how,
1: you, you, like, you can know, find that had, scene like, online, like, immediately at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'm going sure. to find it when, like, the DVD gets released and somebody yeah. uploads it online. Yeah. But, um, you know how, like, you know, they've got, like, that, that static-iness to the. Yeah,
0: no, I get what you're saying. That's, as far what, as, I,
1: that's what I thought that it was all about. No, like, his face, is
0: a little longer in the face, and, you
1: I'm know, they make. It's also a different actor, though.
0: they got, um, they got, um, did they get Ray? They got Ray Park to play Darth Maul.
1: Okay, all right. I so, thought that it was like an- another guy that they had uh, found. No, they have Sam uh, Sam,
0: Sam Witwer yeah, does, that guy. He, he he does the he does the he's been doing the voice of Maul forever. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. He, he's he's, so. he's voiced Maul. Uh, but no, they got Ray Park to be in you know the character still. Good, good on you
1: for picking up the robotic legs and long face. Look, well, because
0: I well, once I saw because since I already know the mall story, I was just looking. I was just looking at him, thinking like, okay, well, how so? How do they do this? It's like the cloak's over most of it, but at the you know his shoes are like their robot well, legs, like you can you yeah. can see. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, because because you know the first part that you see that shows up is his lower half. You know what I mean? His, well,
0: like, his top, we'll, half, we'll, stand, oh, top half, and then he stands.
1: Oh, is top half? And then he stand
0: and he stands up to like further with. Again, if you watch it, you can tell because yeah, like I'll, I'll tell it's that. not like I they hear... it's not like they made this movie and, and being like let's have Maul in here and then just confuse everybody by not showing off some reason why he's allowed to exist still, let alone that's, stand. Uh,
1: again, that's why I was when I was like, what is this tying into? Because yeah. Solo cannot be over; he can't be older than Obi Wan. Yeah. Um, so and, and with all that being said though let's get to the the lightsaber stuff what was your beef with that
0: well it's just the fact that, that there's no reason to do it beyond the fact me too! Beyond, beyond the fact that it's because because the people in the audience will cheer that's the only reason that it exists
1: <laughs> me too that's how I felt I was like why would you even so, so I'm this is how I was viewing it in my mind which is he's in his own like conference room in his own like bad... Uh, bad uh, bad guy hang out mm-hmm. and then he just turns on his lightsaber it's like that's like that's like um that's like you like he that's like some mob boss going on like skype and then getting a gun uh clock or you know pulling back the hammer and then shooting the gun in the room over skype just to like terrify you it's like why would you do this so it's just like it was like this is dumb <laughs> Anyway, that's. I also agree that it was just an egregious use of, of lightsabers. It kind of really took away from the movie for me. Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh. Okay. <laughs> With all that, uh, what what was your rating on it? By the way, I don't. I think I might have skipped over that part.
0: Oh, it's. I mean. I think did. I say go see it in theaters. It's a Star Wars okay. movie. Like I'm, I'm, I had fun with it. Uh, if you're if you want to see this movie, um, see it in theaters. Like it's it's the kind of movie that's made for a big screen. Um, mm-hmm. it, right. it works to that degree. Um, it's like a three out of five as far as my rate like score I gave for. It. Like it's an average okay. movie. That yeah. I wouldn't say I wouldn't deny someone the the idea of being like, Well, it's summer now, what kind of movie should I be seeing? Well, not solo it's like, no, it's fun, it's fine. Like it's just it's not operating mm. on the higher level. Interesting.
1: All right. Well, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. I got on that.
1: I was like, anything else?
0: No, because we've been going way longer than I expected to on this, so
1: <laughs> Well, we kinda went into some nitpick stuff, uh, that, that i had so. yeah but
0: it's more spoiler friendly so good on you <laughs> listeners yeah, for well, enjoying thank you our, our for listening guys yeah this has been our out now nights, nights. episode uh recovering uh solo um yeah uh these oh, are...
1: oh my my final two thoughts should have been more card playing and should have been more uh Han being a badass driver or pilot
0: yeah, you know the, what stuck out to me is that first chase is really slow. It's like okay, it this,
1: is. This, yeah, this, from this. the trailers, I thought this is gonna be like a cool chase, like, and it's not.
0: <laughs> and
1: like, and the, also, not enough Millennium Falcon flying.
0: If there was, if there was something I wanted to see answered, it's, it's, you know, his time in that three year gap that we don't see. Like, that's like, I'd be interested in seeing him being like this washout from the Imperial Academy. That sounds neat to me. I want to, I want to see how that works. And we don't get that. Yeah. We, we do a time cut. <laughs> we do a time
1: cut, yeah, the, yeah. Three, three years later. It literally says that on the screen. So, yeah. all right.
0: Yeah. But anyway, Chewbacca rules, so good on him.
1: <laughs> I can't do my Chewbacca.
0: Yeah. I don't have any water. Yours is still better than mine ever is, so it's all good. <laughs> all right, well, yeah. it's was a good night's episode. Exactly, nights. But, uh, nights. yeah, thank you all for listening. We'll be back um, with another episode uh, very soon. Um, you know, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Audio Boom. You know, we're, we're on the Google machine. Uh, you're on the Google machine, you can search out now with our name. Give us a review or rating, and subscribe, and yeah, tell people. Yeah, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely uh, read that and be very, very, very excited.
0: Yeah, but yeah, that's gonna do it for this one. So until next time, so long and goodbye.